Hey, welcome back. This is February 24th and the 22nd episode of the Epic Epoch Podcast. Dread, thank you for joining me once again as my co-host. We have no guests this time, but we have plenty of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So this is the, uh, we're right in the middle of the free weekend. If you're watching here live, you can always type in exclamation point free if you don't know what's going on. But before we get into our topics, let's discuss this. So multiplayer is not out yet, but we have an early access event. It's the first four chapters of the campaign. You can play all the masteries and all the classes that are currently available in the game, but you're only going to get to like level 30, maybe 40 if you really want to. But there's not too much of the game, but the purpose of this is for new players, people who have never played Last Epoch before, people who are trying to drag their friends in to play multiplayer with them uh, to get a free chance um, without spending any money to try out the game. So it's been fun so far. I've been playing a little bit. Dread, what have you been doing in-game? Uh, So... First things off, you didn't even introduce me. Well, I, what what name do you want to go by these days? Dread. What, you want to go by you Dread? You just didn't introduce me like you normally do. I thought I said... I said You're like, this is my co-host, Dread. This, this is my co-host, Dread, from Epic Thank Econ. you. Hello, this is Dread. And in today's video <laughs> topic, we're going to be going over a lot of new player stuff because, of course, the free weekend is upon us where a lot of people get really angry because they don't understand the word demo. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have, I don't know why this is happening, but we have people in chat who are trying to like put, push to level 100, quote unquote, but they just hit level 44, which is, has it's taken like 23 hours of effort so far, just grinding the same level 30 boss over and over. And technically, they're doing some experiment, but like I don't even want to talk about it because I would lose my mind if I did something like that. Pretty much, you just get to level 30 over and over and talk with the new players who are hanging out in Twitch chat. So for me, it's been fun. <laughs> so what I've been doing, I've just been making videos, to be honest. I've been uh, being able to be back on the servers again allowed me to like make a lot of videos that I've been working on. And then, like, of course, the planner got updated like the next day. And it's like, oh, wow. Well, this would have been nice to know if this was getting updated. <laughs> yeah, there might be people in chat oh. who don't know about that. But Dammit has done an excellent job updating the last EpochTools.com yeah. website. He's got a bunch of new features. And also, he's implemented all of 0.9. So we don't have patch notes yet, but you could just poke around the skill tree and see what exists. Yeah, it also does uh, solidify a lot of the changes that are coming through. And if there are any changes, then it's not really our fault now, is it? Now, you can finally uh, blame someone else. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of Grim Dawn recently. Uh, so I finally bought it after everyone complaining to me about it. I'm like, okay, fine. The cult wins. I'll play some Grim Dawn. And oh, so you, you have the I, perfect new player experience. We can like compare and contrast. Yeah. I'm com I'm completely surprised about Grim Dawn. I thought it was going to be worse than it was. It's actually pretty good. Although my problem is they always say like Grim Dawn's like the best. It's the best RPG out there. And it's like, it's like, it's better than PoE, Ellie, all these things. And it's like, I hear all these things and I'm like, like Grim Dawn's great and all, but I don't think it's that great. Like, I know, I know, boo me out of the room. But like, it reminds me a lot more of those really old rpgs like dungeon siege do you remember dungeon siege Perry? i do yeah yeah and it's like i really like dungeon siege zecker if you've been around my chat for five seconds you would have seen it but like i i like dungeon siege like so it's like it's a refreshing experience right to just play the game it's fun and not just have to worry about getting to end game and all that mm -hmm. but it's definitely one of those games where i wish they did spend more time on it because all the systems and stuff are solid yeah, that's just what I've been up to, making videos and playing Grim Dawn. The fact that Grim Dawn is like no longer an active <laughs> development, the devs are just doing other stuff. Like there's some community support for like mods and whatnot. The community like the support seems amazing, mind you. I yeah, wish, there's, I there's hope that like Ellie gets that kind of community support because they're like crazy. I mean, a lot of it's modding though. So maybe Last Epoch gets to that point at some point, but. Well, yeah. If they, Well, I mean, it's just, well, I mean, if anything, if there's just like a, a last epoch mod that just adds a bunch of stuff i wouldn't mind playing it and trying to get out you know it's cool so speaking like, of starting out a brand new game let's talk about <clears throat> last epoch you started playing last epoch a long time before i did i'm gonna let you go first do you remember what it was like when you were like a brand new last epoch gamer i remember uh so i was it was like i can't remember which league it was i think it was like ultimatum or something 
And I was getting to the end of Ultimatum and uh, my friend, yeah, in Path of Exile, and my friend uh, heard that I was starting to make videos and stuff on editing and stuff like that. So he gifted me last epoch because he was like, hey, this is new. You should try this. I'm like, okay. So I tried some last epoch. I watched some videos. The only people that were alive at that time was like Lone Star and I was uh, Baylor was also making videos for Ellie at the time because it was very abusable and stuff. And there was a lot of stupid stuff in that regard, like the old fire aura. Remember fire aura, Perry? Nope. <laughs> I mean, like, the fire, <laughs> I know it's bad, like the fire but I don't shield. know what it used to do. It, it, oh, it you was mean before actually, Flame okay. Ward. Yeah, no, it was, no, there was Flame Ward and Fire Shield at the same okay. time. Flame Shield or whatever it's called. And it was a it was a very different time around then. There was protections. There was a lot of imbalance, like shenanigans, like even worse than like now, like at least now you can die uh, back then, like you could not die. There was a lot of ward stuff. It was very weird because it was like it was just like playing whack-a-mole it was like, all right, we're nerfing ward this patch. I'm like, oh, now protections are OP. Now we're nerfing protections this patch. Oh, no, Ward is broken again because we added more stuff. And it was just a constant battle between those two until they finally decided to stop and then kill Ward and then, like, get res and all that. Kill Ward, kill protections, kill all those things. Yeah, it it was it was an interesting experience. Definitely, you required a lot less damage back then. Uh, to play the game in general because empowered monos weren't a thing like modifiers were okay and it led to i don't know i don't know it felt way easier to make a build back then that actually functioned in end game but there was not much end game so that doesn't really matter now did it mm -hmm. i hear you i remember my first couple of builds that i played when i was a brand new player they were like a lot of things that people were like redeeming channel points like you know play this build and I played like Mana Strike, and I was like, man, Mana Strike is flipping so, it's so cool. It does all these things. And like, fast forward today, like, I still like it, but I play it like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit better than I used to. But the builds that I used to play, like the first one, two, three, maybe four builds, they were all like, they do well in normal monoliths, and then it's like their damage falls off a cliff in Empowered Monoliths. I was like, Melee Ignite Cinder Strike. Let's go, baby. That's my kind of jam. <laughs> but. Uh yeah yeah as soon as you get like faster and like running through normal monoliths you want to play empowered monoliths more often and all of a sudden your your uh your benchmark for builds that can actually handle empowered monoliths is, like a little bit higher than just like normal monoliths yeah the the damage requirement to play the game actually kind of like ran away a bit i'll be honest so it, looking back on things i don't know how they're going to handle that because they started just putting more damage modifiers everywhere in all the trees and it's like then they started buffing the content because of that and now we're to the point where like if your skill has like less than like two more damage modifiers like it's not gonna like work unless if it's surf and strike or the old one and then now yeah i won't talk about that but <laughs> we'll try too much we uh I'm going to try really hard to like also uh, answer questions that pop up in Twitch chat. Chat, if there's a good new player question that pops up, would you at me and remind me of what it is? Because like if we're going to well, do the new player in podcast the stay for the actual multiplayer, no, they are all being wiped. Everything's being wiped. Well, everything's being wiped now. The stuff that you have offline right now, if you're currently playing on the offline 085 client, it's not disappearing. It's just not going to transfer onto 0.9. Cool. All right. So let's... I would just try to restart a bunch Antilus because uh, that's what we had to do when we were messing with it. Like restart the game a bunch to fix your problem. Close it, open it. I've done that a couple of times for now already. Yeah. Listen, I, I want to talk about something that's really important to like what you and I both do on YouTube. And that is new player friendly builds. Mm -hmm. because you've already made videos, but like here are the, like the, the best new player friendly builds that you can play in last epoch multiplayer. And like, I'm going to make a YouTube video about that too, but I feel like we need to make the public service announcement of if you don't have a build guide, you're still going to have fun. Like you yeah. can't, you can't really brick a build in last epoch nearly the same way that you can in something like path of exile. Last Epoch won't start punishing you until you get into, like, deep in corruption or whatever. Like, that's when it will start punishing you. I like to talk about, I, I like to bring this up a bunch whenever we're talking about builds and stuff. It's like, 
just because I make a video on a build, like this doesn't mean you have to play it the same exact way that I do, right? Like for instance, like with Cold.WearBear, I'm sure plenty of people have played it and made plenty of variations that they'd want on it. You know, it's like, it's not like as if what I chose was the best, but, but it may be kind of, but like it, people are like, oh, I, I hate build guides. Or, uh, and it's like, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to, you know, like, what do you think I do all day? Like, do you think I use a guide when I make new builds? No, I don't. I don't need a guide to make builds. I just go and play the game. It's like, it's entirely possible to play this entire game without. Maybe a little stinky sometimes, but like, you know, like, it's just how it is. You know? I think I lost my own uh connection there for a second so your voice kind of cut out oh i'm sorry no it's okay that's my fault not yours just like you you try a whole bunch of builds and then maybe one in ten of them ends up good and that becomes a video yeah it's just how it is and like the only reason like i suggest videos to people is because sometimes you're like a work you know you're like a you're, you're working you don't have that much time and all that time that you would spend like trying to figure stuff out would be time you'd rather spend with your family or something. And like, you don't have enough time to actually understand the game. You just want to play the game and experience the sights and all that. So it's like, that's what videos and all that are for, right? That's I, what a lot of people uh, forget that. I find myself very often referencing videos to people in chat as like, like, Hey, like this build uses this one interaction. Yeah. Go, go watch like, you know, the first two minutes of this video and see if you can incorporate that interaction into your build. Having, having things like that in a build guide is great, but like, you don't got to follow the entire thing. Like if yeah. you want like min max builds, if you want like sweaty, try hard builds, I got you. Don't worry. But you don't need that in order to have fun as a well, brand new player. That's why I like the kind of way that I go about doing videos is like with the intro and like the, the length of time where I just talk about the build and then we get into the nitty gritty. Cause it's like, most people they don't play the stuff i play like i'm pretty sure that like nobody does like for, for most things and it's like that's fine it's like they're still learning by watching the video and stuff it's like that's all that matters right they watch the first little part of the intro and they're like oh you're actually in game click off and like that's completely fine that's the whole mm -hmm. point of the video you know it's like for you to understand what how the build works so that whenever you mess around with that skill you understand how those interactions work so you can make what you want so i know we said like you can't really brick a build but there's a piece of advice that i give pretty often and i, I assume that you give the same advice it's like while you're leveling like maybe before level 50 or before level 60 don't unspec your main damaging skill like unspec other stuff mess around with other stuff but like if you're playing a spirit plague build keep spirit plague specced and then your second or your third or your fourth spell slot, mess around with those, unspec those, respec those, like mess around with those. Keep your main damaging skill. Because if you unspec that, you're going to be in like a power deficit for like a half hour, maybe an hour. And it's not going to feel very good. Yeah, I really wouldn't like as uh, if you're new, I, I would just choose a solid setup early on and just play that till you get to like maybe like maybe like 80 monoliths or whatever, like the, the higher ones, because the XP is a little bit better. And then I would start messing around, because if you start messing around while leveling, you're going to have a bad time, sadly. EHG has tried a lot to, like, fix this and stuff, but, like, it's still not to the point where, like, it feels good. Specifically, the skills. The passive stuff is fine. And it's like, you don't want to have a bad time while leveling, right? That's mm -hmm. why when I level, I usually just stick with one of the leveling builds that i know of like i'll be honest like leveling doesn't really entice me much i just go point a point b so i can get to end game right so like mm -hmm. i want to have the breeziest experience i can get so i always play like really good leveling builds just to get to the end and a lot of these leveling builds too they end up becoming actual real good builds and like if you want to keep playing them you can it's like really fun all right, so we said you can't brick your build. Is there anything that a new player can do to brick their build? Brick their build. Yeah. Choose shaman. <laughs> uh, Poor shaman. Choose serpent strike next patch. Uh, <laughs> choose uh, anything ailment related next patch. 
Hey, I think ailments are going to be fine, but we, we actually... I mean, we're going to have to test those. That's the problem. We segued nicely into something that I wanted to talk about during this podcast here. And mm. I actually... The, the bullet point is called inside jokes. Like, you and I make a lot of inside jokes about, like, last year. And, like, they're not inside between you and me, but they're inside between, like, the people who have, like, thousands of hours in this early access video game. So why do we make fun of Shaman? Like, it, can you really brick your build just by clicking on Shaman? No, there's a few builds you can play on Shaman. They're just going to be worse. The problem with Shaman is just it's just worse than Druid. Like, there's just, like, it's objectively worse. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, if Druid had access to Avalanche, it could play Avalanche better than Shaman. Like, so it's even, because... even, even if you're a Shaman, like, you still get the first half of the Druid now, skill tree and the first half of the Beastmaster skill tree. A lot of fixing next patch, though. A lot of that's fixing next patch, though, because, like, totems are actually going to be okay next patch due to, uh, Thorn Totem actually not being worthless and, like, for damage other than, like, the the funny node. And then, like, uh, Storm Totem is actually going to be good. But what Rain said is a better example. It's like, if you choose Shaman, you're 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 very limited it's not you, you don't time. you don't get to play this and then swap to this and try out this and mess yeah. around with that you, you like you play shaman and you get like a really like, when boring i play Beastmaster, skill tree, like, and then like let nothing me, else let me, let me pull it up here just as a good example let me pull up primalist here like if i'm playing like primalist right and i have three choices if i choose Beastmaster, right i could play the new summon bear stuff which is going to be fun with claw totem stuff uh, play Sabretooth just got like I completely can reworked. I don't know if Sabretooth is going to be good, but it'll be fine. I think you play Summon Raptor, you could play Summon Scorpion, you could play Swipe, you could play Upheaval, uh, you could play Earthquake. I've done that before. You can do that. You can like you can play Spriggan with like the Spriggan Companion. It would be okay. It wouldn't be good, but it would be okay. Like you have options because... and you have things to experiment with. Because Beastmaster's tree isn't limited. I mean, it is a little bit more limited because you never take aspects of the Viper anymore. But it's limited. It's not like limited in, in terms of builds. While, of course, Druid, you have like an infinite number of possibilities because it'll make anything work. Uh, and then you have Shaman where it's just like totems. And it's like totems have been really bad for a very, very, very long time. And like, even, if you, you want, even if you want to play totems, you could just play a druid and also yeah. play everything else if you want to experiment yeah you don't have to well i mean now you have to play to play shot uh storm totem which mm. is getting buffed significantly next patch which is fun uh for the claw totem tech actually uh so if you did not know summon bear uh if you haven't watched the video kappa uh that i made today or yesterday actually it's the one where i went over all the skills so summon bear is getting your claw tree like I mean, your swipe, your swipe tree. tree it's getting your swipe tree and claw totems get your swipe tree as well they scale off your swipe tree so as your summon bear you're it's killing things it has a 60 percent chance to summon claw totems on kill when it's using swipe which you can use like every few seconds or whatever and those will create claw totems and those will increase its clear significantly we always complain here and there about like solo companion builds not having good clear well now we have a bear that can summon claw totems for us on kill i'm sad it's not on hit or on boss hit i really wish that they would like not be stingy with that like it would be i great saw a reddit thread to, about that as well which is like an excellent like, critique because i hate it too yeah anything that says on kill should also have like a small percent chance yeah, like, if it's, head. like, a 10%, whatever, mm -hmm. like, like, the thing is, it's, like, with the claw totem one, it's, like, they would have to limit how many claw totems you have, but, like, that's fine. Six sure. claw totems, whatever, who cares, like, Wait, as long how as, many, like, everyone's whoa, 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 How many can it. you have right now? Infinite? Infinite, but it's how on many, kill. How many do you get? How many do I get? Yeah. I haven't played with the new bear build, so I I don't know yet. So the idea is like yeah, I'm listening. Bear, okay, okay. Yeah. The gears. I haven't played the new bear build. I'm waiting. I was supposed to play it, but I didn't have enough time. Uh, but yeah, like you have so many options in Druid and Beastmaster that like Shaman is just paled in comparison, right? And then you like do the same thing. Like you look at Marksman, right? I mean, God, I don't even want to talk about. You know what? Yeah, there, there's more builds in Marksman than there are in Shaman. We're not going to talk about marks. We're not going to talk about. If you if you Rogue. want to play with a bow, you're going to load up Last Epoch. You're going to click on Marksman, and you're going to have fun. 
I was about to click on Spellblade, but I don't want to talk about that either. There's at least two, three. Okay, There's so at forge least three Spellblade builds. Here you go. Forge Guard is the shaman of of, of uh, Sentinel, right? <laughs> it's the, the shaman of Sentinel. But the thing is with Forge Guard, at least you have like you have Forge Strike to mess with mm -hmm. with the Forge Minions. Those will be really good. You have Manifest Armor to mess with, although you could do that on a Paladin. Uh, and you can still play Warpath. You can still play, you know, yeah, Multi Strike. You can still play Hammer Throw. Like, you can still do all those things. Two-handed Ignite Warpath was yeah. like very strong. Like it was good enough until, you know, point nine, but... We'll ignore that. Uh, like Smelter's Wrath, like specifically with like the buffs, like it actually feels good to use. Like you can play Forge Guard builds. It's just they aren't objectively worse, but not in the same way that Shaman is. Like Forge Guard is just objectively worse, but at least you have a bunch of options to mess with. You do not have those same options as Shaman because uh, we we can we can talk about that more in depth here because uh, uh, Shaman specifically its skills right now. So Tornado. That's you don't self cast that stuff. You just use use it on Swarmblade. Screw that, right? Like use use on Swarmblade. It's better on Swarmblade. Like it should just be a shaman, like a druid skill. Like earthquake. There are. Earthquake's I'm gonna defend self cast tornado. It's fine. Like druid, like with with earthquake, like you just you just play werebear with earthquake, True. or you yes. play self cast. <laughs> Drew, you play self cast spell EQ and then you use like spring and form for mana, yada yada. Mm -hmm. and you play that on a druid because you get all this crit that shaman doesn't get because everyone hates shaman. And like, and then so like, I, I mentioned, I mentioned that like the top half, bottom half of the skill trees, right? So, like, mm -hmm. if you're a shaman, you get like your entire skill tree, but you also get the first half of druid and the first half of beastmaster. The upper half of the shaman's of the shaman mastery skill tree is super lackluster. There's like mm. one node that's good, and then everything else is like pretty, pretty bad in modern Last Epoch. Yeah. And it's like Avalanche has been power corrupt into oblivion. Also, like, yeah, like Avalanche, it's just, it's, it's, it's a sad story with that. And then with like, well, what you can do, Korea, is you can just use the Shattered Lance set with the new swipe buffs, and you could play up. EQ that way, that would be fine. That's true. You can swipe, you can swipe still force. You can still force uh, damage types in this game now. You can still force it with certain items. But uh, Stum and Storm Totem is like redeeming quality now. Now that it's going to actually be good next patch, so mm -hmm. we'll see. Uh, there's something that we talked about a little bit, and I'm going to use that as a way to transition right here. So we talked about uh, skills not being good if they simply don't have more multipliers. So mm -hmm. one of the things that we've done in Jest, which is funny because it's also something that the developers have done in Jest when Mike is doing the dev stream, he pops open a skill the same way that you and I do. He goes to the search bar and he types in more. And then every node that pops up or that gets highlighted with the word more, it's like, oh, that's the node I'm supposed to click on. So you really just need like these more multipliers. And I wanted to use this podcast as a way of like helping new players understand like the more multipliers, which is the same as Path of Exile. So you're probably familiar with that, most likely. But when you're building ailments and sub-skills, it becomes really important. So, for example, you and I both like ailment builds. I, I think they're going to be good in 0 0.9, but we can talk about that later if we need to. So ailments, they always inherit the more damage multipliers of a skill, as long as they don't say hit. So, for example, if I'm playing swipe, if it says like swipe hits, deal more damage, that's not going to scale my bleed damage. But if I have a node that says swipe deals more damage, I can use that node in order to play a bleed build. So there, after 15 seconds of explaining it, you now know how to scale all of your ailment builds, if that's the kind of thing you're into. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. My, my, problem, with the, my problem with the more damage multiplier thing is like, it really just limits build design significantly because it's like, Everyone tells you Ellie has great skill design, yada, yada, yada. So you plop open the tree, be like, I want to take this in this node. And it's like, and then you're like, you deal no damage. And it's like, what the heck happened? And you'll realize, oh, I didn't take all the more damage nodes I was supposed to. And it's like, mm -hmm. guess what? You're doing like the third of the damage that someone else was going to be doing if they built the skill right. And it's like, I don't know. It kind of goes antithetical to like their whole like idea like i think it would be fine if there was more damage peppered everywhere a little bit more 
specifically in certain trees which, like which uh, they, cinder strike they, they started uh, doing a little bit with uh yeah. with items as well so we have yeah. more damage popping up on items in 0 0.9 hopefully we get more of that i actually want more of it yeah like i like uh, what rain said uh they've been adding a bunch of nodes with just small amounts of more damage as just a side thing on top of nodes and i think that would be fine like for instance oh yeah, you took the node that converts earthquake into spell. You get ten percent more damage with it. That would be fun. Every every single node, ten percent more damage. It reminds me of Path of Exile, and like Path of Exile skill gems got normalized a while ago, so it's not as atrocious as it used to be. But for a long time, the way that you would build your builds in Path of Exile is like you'd open POB, you'd sort by damage, and then you click like, here's my support gem number one, here's my support gem number two, because they're giving me the most more damage multipliers. So like those got normalized, and that's the kind of normalization that should happen, I, I think, in Last Epoch as well. Like instead of this node having 100% more damage, and like no other nodes in the tree have any damage, let's give everything 5%. Like 5% here, 5% there. Like as you level up, you're going to get more damage no matter what you click on. That's why, that's why I look at like Surf and Strike and I just whimper a little. Just not <laughs> yeah so you told me about serpent strike serpent strike is a skill that you and i both like a lot on live on 0 0.8.5 used to but used like in 0 0.9 like you you type in x or like more and then you type in you know multiplier and you're like well, where are they where is it <laughs> there's none you know i like old serpent strike you know why i liked old serpent strike so much why because it completely ignored the more damage problem by just being a good design skill and i know the devs they don't like the increased damage that it gave with the attack speed and all that. They don't like that stuff. They, but it was a pretty like, balanced skill. Yeah, like it felt it, okay. It like good damage. You got to invest in good ways. Yeah, like it. It like I I know it's just weird for me to say this, but I think it was one of the most like balanced skills in the game in that regard. Where like you invested more in attack speed, guess what? You get more damage, more damage because not only are you getting attack speed, you're also getting uh, percentage damage. You're going to get significant chunk. You're getting more defenses, and that's all with a tree that gave you no more damage modifiers whatsoever. And it was like, why can't we just have that? Like that would be fun. Like kind of a cool case that, study too. Yeah, like, but now it's gone forever. It's also one of the few examples of, like, getting more damage multipliers on your gear because you got Aspect of the Viper. And yeah. Aspect of the Viper is giving, like, you the, the attack speed, the chance to poison, the, I guess, yeah. not the attack speed, but it gives you chance to poison and, like, poison effect. And, like, you got to build that in every place. And, like, it felt really good. I liked that process. Yeah, and it's, like, it kind of just made me a little sad because it's, like, this is one of the most fun things about Ellie for me was the fact that this all worked without having to just shove a bunch of uh no, it does not work on that Korea. Yeah, health health regen and healing are two different things. They are independent. But if you yeah, want to know if it says if you want to know if something heals, look for the word healing. That's that's why that's why I was very saddened when I saw it and I heard mm -hmm. about it and I was like, oh, now it's like like I get the idea that they want to go with with like the new surf and strike. It's just like it's a poison skill. Why doesn't it have poison synergy inside of it? All it has is like this one big tick of poison that barely does any damage when you get to empowered monos. It's like if they want that to work, they're going to have to slap an absurd modifier to it. They're going to have to just like slap it with like. 600% more damage or something before anyone even wants to touch the thing. And it's like, then there's like that one node that like ramps up if you have an attack recently. I'm like, mm -hmm. have you guys watched a single video of how anyone else actually played Surf and Strike before? And it's like, yeah, but we don't want it that build. I'm like, I don't care. That's the build I want. <laughs> I don't care. It's I, like, I, I, I want to. I, I, I reserve my right to be. I reserve my right to be a very angry consumer at this point because, <laughs> like, I put a lot of love and effort into Surf and Strike before. So it's like, like you and I, we were the only people that actually played it too. So it's I, like I, it I only want, affects us. Dread, I gotta interrupt you. Like this, this is an interesting conversation. This is an educational. No, you can continue. Yeah. Well, but it's also the new player podcast. And I mm. want to talk about things that are happier instead of just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I Serpent Strike's good. You can play it. 
Surely. Mm. Look, you hold on. You told me that Serpent Strike was going to be good I mean, for leveling. It's like, you know what? I'll take yeah, it. It's, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. So I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to give it a chance when like I get around to it when, you know, the patch is old and I can like so, just buy all the gear. <laughs> so merchant's guild. So speaking of uh things that are good while leveling, this is another thing that I wanted to touch on real quick. It seems like when I'm watching new players play the game and I get to tune into like new player streams every once in a while, I don't see people crafting enough, like especially mm-hmm. early game to get a little bit of necrotic res, so like a little bit of fire, a little bit of void res is huge. Crafting is really easy to do. And like, you yeah. don't need a master's degree to figure it out. You just like click the plus button and you're going to feel it immediately. I mean, I feel that because like, I don't craft much while leveling, but that's because I always play with really good builds and they don't need crafting to make them feel good. So it's like, it's more of just a me problem than Mm -hmm. like a, you should do this kind of thing. If you're playing something that you want to play instead of just like one of these uber leveling builds that exist, you are probably going to have to craft to feel good. And I would heavily suggest crafting. Like crafting just damage or just resistances. Well, just mm-hmm. fizz res, just fizz res alone. Just if you, if all you did was just craft fizz res, you will have a much more like much better time. And I think the problem is, is like if you play like Paladin, like you get kind of like, I don't know, like everything like spoiled. For free? You get kind of spoiled. Like, sure, your boss fights take five years if you're playing like Vengeance or something. But like. You don't die, so you don't get punished. And that's, like, one thing, like, I don't want to see the campaign punish you as much. I want to see early monoliths be a little bit more spicy, I guess. Like, you know, like the the bodyguard. But, like, that's just a personal thing. I don't think that would be good for the game at all. (laughs) Well, so speaking of crafting, it kind of reminds me of, like, the few times that I've run all the way through Chapter 9. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that I really prioritize at that point is like filtering early on for the cleanse ethics on a belt. And like right now it's kind of a big deal as well because poison just got buffed in multiplayer. Yeah. It deals a ton of damage. So you're going to have to like solo on this one because I never do chapter nine anymore. Well, I, once upon <laughs> a time we did this. So uh, I, I played chapter nine twice. <laughs> you really never do it? No, there's no uh, point. You slay me. I'm not going right. to do it until they well, give get, me a you reason You get plus to. one vitality. It's 10 life, baby. Ooh. Ooh. So getting the cleanse ethics on your belt makes chapter nine much, much more tolerable. There's a lot of monsters in chapter nine that apply poisons to you and very quickly, right? So having the cleanse ethics on your belt helps you to like bridge the gap between where you are right now and well, later when you have poison res. Because you probably don't have well, much poison the during the campaign. To poison like... That's if you don't get one ticked. <laughs> poison does do a lot of damage right now. But like you're going to be slapping yeah. your potion anyways, right? Like your health okay, goes down. Guys. You're like, oh shit, you click your potion. And then the cleanse also goes off because it's on your belt. So like, I mean, it is fun things like pretty. that. You really that's like feel the, it. That's like the sad part is like maybe one day. Like if the, can you imagine if like you have to choose like the merchant or other guild at like the end of chapter nine, then we'll actually have a reason to play through the and you know the and that would be it, great it could very well be chapter nine i would be completely fine with that if yeah me that. too i would take it you kill majasa you get access to all that you get like 50 mm-hmm. percent. you gotta like play cof or whatever that's great i like that 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 would be fun and then i just do that at level 90 and oh, then yeah. until level 90 i just have nothing instead <laughs> i mean you don't really need anything the game's been proven for that it's like you really need loot to get to empowered monos it's like i wear playing like, a good build I remember, this is okay, the new player so, podcast you you hey, don't always hey, play hey, sweaty hey, try hard builds hey, if you're a new hey, player hey 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 sir thanks sir I, i'd like to i'd like to tell you that recently i think a few weeks ago i played a lethal mirage build in solo like solo and I did T4 Driller while wearing, like, a magic pair of gloves. Thank you very much. So, like, I was not playing the best build ever, and I still did need gear for that. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. So, like, All right, so it's... I've, I've got more topics here. Real quick, I want to welcome Lone Star and everyone else who's just coming on over to the stream. So, uh, McFluff, and I hope your stream went well. Hi, we guys. are talking about the new player experience, our experiences when we were new players, and a couple, uh, a couple bullet points that I've got laid up here. So one of the things that I really want to talk about, and like I've got like three or four more bullet points. We, we might get to all of them. 
But before I bring up another topic, is there anything on your mind that you want to talk about for like new player stuff? New player stuff. Mm. No, not really. No. All right, good. <laughs> I almost want to ask you more about Grim Dawn, but maybe that's a separate podcast altogether. So what about what what does a new player expect end game to be? What like how what what's the end game loop? Where are they spending their time? What are they grinding over and over? And what are like what are well how about the top three goals for them? How they're spending their time, how how they're prioritizing things when they get to empower monoliths. I think well, I mean, a lot of people, I'll be honest, like a lot of new players, they don't even understand the existence of empowered monoliths. So like the biggest thing like for a new player, like when you're starting a new character fresh, because like technically we're not new players, but we start fresh all the time. So it's the same thing, right? And like mainly you want to get to empowered monoliths because that's like when the game starts opening up. That's when you start getting the good blessings. That's when you start getting access to better exalted drops, stuff like that. That's when the game starts opening up really in terms of your end game customization customizability and all that that's when the fun starts and to get there you have to go through this slog that we call the normal monoliths right now where you have to go through the 55 models or whatever it is 58 i think then this the i can't remember the levels anymore they, they change the numbers they're not clean they anymore them so many t- well they change them like three times now i just say they go up the right like, side be, yeah go up the right go, side go up the right side whichever number is bigger always pick the bigger number which in multiplayer, uh, if you're a new player in like you have a friend that's already an empowered monolith, they can very easily boost you up there as well, mind you. Remember that. So that's, that'll be fun. But yeah, the first thing is just getting to empowered monos because like you got you gotta like that's when that's when things get good, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh then the next thing I would do is at least do Let's get access to be able to do tier three Jirla. Because okay. like in tier three Jirla, that's like where you can do most items. And like the only items you can't do in tier three Jirla are like some of the crazy, uh, crazier items like a Vessel of Strife or whatever, stuff like that. And it's like a new player doesn't really need to care about T4 Jirla much. And if they really do, if they're playing multiplayer, they could just have a friend carry them. So it's like... It's not like the biggest problem ever in that regard. And like um, tier three, tier three temporal sanctum with the Jirla fight, Jirla, with the mm-hmm. Jula fight, it is a good place to like farm for exalted bases. You can kill the exactly. boss over and over. You can get like a couple LP mm-hmm. items too. Like it's it's a good thing to spend your time. At on. least tier three Jirla, because mm-hmm. then you can actually get. Because like I don't think every build needs to do T four Jirla. I don't think like uh, we're getting to the point in the multiplayer stuff where like we don't even need to. Uh, and then like. The last thing, of course, is just to get all your blessings. Blessings are important. Res blessings can go all the way up to like 75. That can Mm -hmm. knock out an entire res slot for you. And that opens up so many options in terms of gear. And that's like why you see everybody, whenever they're in a race or whatever, the first thing they're doing is doing all of the monoliths over again because they have to to get Mm -hmm. all of their blessings is because they're just that strong. Like uh, some of them is like whether or not they're actual stat buffs or reses, all of them are strong. Now, the shred ones aren't as strong, but guess what? Since they nerf shred, you know what you do? You just put res on them and you just put better gear on. <laughs> it's like, okay. We'll interesting, do that interesting, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the first thing that I do when I get to empower monoliths is... But I should already back up because like the first thing that I do is I get to empower monoliths. I view yeah. the game as like point A to point B getting through I mean, the campaign. For me, then, the game doesn't and then start point A to powers. point B getting to empower monoliths. Yeah. Like that's that's what the game looks like in my mind. But when you're in normal monoliths, I think like not not worrying about the details. Like you don't need to full clear things. Your build, if you're clicking on more damage multipliers, if you if you have a solid build, you're going to do well. If your build is not good, if you're if you're feeling like normal monoliths are difficult, what should you do at that point? I mean, like, is it, do, at you, that do point, you experiment? Do you like look for better gear? Do you start looking at YouTube videos? Like, what what do you do if you're in normal monoliths and your build's not feeling good? That means that something's probably very very wrong because normal monoliths are very easy. So usually, if like usually if you feel terrible at that point, that's because there's like some thing with your build that is just not functioning whether it's like or maybe damage, like there's one node that you didn't click on somewhere 
Yeah, where you're not like equipping like Holy Aura as a paladin or like there's there's a lot of things that like could stop you. It's really hard for me to like think of it because I don't have those problems anymore. So it's like you only play good builds, right? No, I you, play you bad never builds play, all the you time. You play crit, uh, crit. What do you call it? Abyss Lecos? I mean, crit abyss. I've played what? I've played crit abyss. Lecos. I know you <laughs> it's on the channel. Yes, I know. I have. <laughs> I have. What are you talking about? I, yeah, you only play good builds, just like Crit Volatile Reversal too. No, that wasn't a good build. <laughs> Crit Abyssal Echoes was not a good build. It was just a mm. fun build. Here it is. It's good proof of concept. Here it is, right here. Proof. So when when you right are, <laughs> thanks for linking it. When yeah. if, if you're if you're in normal monoliths and your build doesn't feel good yet, I think this is the point. Grinding up better gear probably isn't what we're looking to do and yeah. i think i think that's the, the key point right there right like there's yeah, probably looking, something in your build it's a progression or like, thing. or like taking the right mastery like having the right yeah. skills specced into there's probably something fundamentally wrong with the build if it's not feeling good at that point or like you're missing a unique or something so for reference right i would say that an hour in empowered monoliths is worth like five hours in normal monoliths i think in terms of just drops and stuff to give to give you like an like an example, like getting out of normal monoliths is like the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, so. bad spaz. They they haven't fixed. I don't know if they have fixed like the money stuff yet. I I don't know yet. That's the funny. The, the money thing was like a text file on your PC being updated every like every everything about last epoch was being updated as soon as you pick. Uh, picked up one piece of gold on the ground if you have that kind of problem i would ask the discord they've been very helpful go to the official last epoch discord i'm gonna link it real quick yeah go ahead. and like they usually someone's around to help or you can join my server or you could join perry's server anyone that like makes le content would be more than happy to look over your build all you got to do is just upload your build i don't think that's going to be possible with uh multiplayer if i'm not wrong yeah we'll see how possible? it works i don't know because like i don't know how that's gonna work then so but yeah, I think, that's the discord for it let me let me finish off the rest of what i would do right yeah, so go like, ahead like you know the first thing i do is to get to empower monoliths but like before that point in time we kind of talked about that already so when i get to empower monoliths like say i'm doing a race or something for example the first thing that i do is like you said i go and fix my blessings so very often i'm going back to reign of dragons because there's two very impactful blessings there. Either the uh, like the, the crit avoidance blessing, if I'm not playing a paladin, or I'll take like the uh, the plus to all resistances. It's like very, very often, I feel like I'm just going there, fixing that blessing, and then I'll like evaluate what blessing I need the, the, like, the most next. So like, maybe I will, you know, get crit multi-blessing, maybe I'll get like void shred blessing, maybe I'll get like endurance if I need that from these spirits of fire. But those kinds of things are very, very impactful. So that's the first thing that I would work on. The second thing is I like doing dungeons as well, getting to at least tier mm. three dungeon, unlocking one of the tier four dungeons, spending some time there. I like doing that with my time. And then after that, it's just like posting up on one of the monoliths that has one of the reward types that you're looking for and then just pushing corruption. So maybe I want like a, maybe I want a bastion of honor, you know, most busted item in the game. If I want that, I'm probably going to go to the monolith that has the reward set unique shields, and then I'll farm up 200 corruption, I'll go to 300 corruption, and I'll just do all of those nodes when they pop up, and I'll try to get a Bastion of Honor. That's what my endgame progression looks like most of the time. Yeah, like, yeah, I, uh, I actually have a recorded VOD of a leveling run that I did recently and I was going to post on YouTube but I don't know like if I should or not but like essentially it's just me going from level 1 all the way to like monoliths and stuff and like I don't know if people like that kind of stuff I know they like that stuff in PoE specifically but like I don't know if it'll matter in LE yeah, our YouTube video baby there isn't really that much new player content for LE right now and that's mainly because there I'll be honest there just hasn't really been that many new players for LE because we've had a year and almost I don't know I don't know how long it's been anymore uh, my brain's too fried but that's for that. today today is the day when the new players get to like try out the game for free I, yeah. I love this yeah I love this too yeah it's nice it's been I, a long got, time I feel I've like got, an old curmudgeon man <laughs> ah, Serpent Strike back in my day was good. 
I mean, like the thing is, it's like it wasn't even good. It was just fun. It was just right, fun. I've, I've got I've got two more topics here, but oh, let's let's actually, read let's, Twitch let's, chat. Let's, yeah, go ahead and read Twitch chat. What's a good website for reference for gear and builds? It's called Dreadful on YouTube. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's actually the last epoch uh, tool planner. It has been the savior of all of us. It doesn't have every feature that I'd want. It's not a path of building, but it has everything you'd want. It has yeah, so all the gear access. It has all the passives. You can make your build in it. You can upload your build for now until like multiplayer. Then I don't know what's going on there still. Uh, that That's a good website. There's also a build function. Uh, I can't really like. I can't really like uh, sign off on the quality of those builds, but there's definitely builds there. So the, uh, there's, there's written builds that people explicitly write for that website. And then there's mm -hmm. also a scraper that pulls off of the forums and pulls off of YouTube. So anybody yeah. that makes YouTube content will like their video will get pulled onto the website. There's a good place to farm gear before you hit monolith. You just pick trash off of. The you don't board. really farm gear before monolith. You craft your own stuff. Or you sorry, before before empowered monoliths. You don't like you don't really farm gear. You just kind of go. Like the line. thing is, it's like you need some increased damage, but like you don't need that much increased damage to get through normal monoliths. So like most of your gearing is getting movement speed boots and getting like res on your gear like that's like all you really care about early on is getting like using oh, I'm kept using res. Right base right, types go. using gold rings using necrotic res rings using the right gloves like base types I I have so rings. much resistances on them already <laughs> and do certain story bosses drop gear that others don't nope not currently that is not a thing currently i wish that was that'd a be, thing that'd be cool wouldn't it? i kind of like yeah. that so essentially right now the campaign as it currently stands and I've played Grim Dawn now, so I understand where all of this is coming from. Uh, the campaign right now is definitely, like, barren when it comes to that kind of stuff. You just want to get through it currently, sadly. Maybe one day they'll go back and revamp it all. But right now, as it currently stands, the campaign is simply just a, a kind of a, a thing you do to get all your stuff. Like, you just mainly want to get your passives and your idle slots, which will be nice and show you. And if you press M, it'll show you in the lower left corner how many you have. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like you don't even need to use the gambler anymore. Enough stuff drops. I, I specifically, a lot of people chastise for me for this, but it's like I play the game a lot more than them, so they can shut up. But uh, I do not run a loot filter while leveling. Why is that? Because early on. It doesn't matter what you wear. You just need to be wearing something. Oh, that item has like 10% fizz res. Put it on. Oh, that item has like 12 melee cold on it and a decent attack speed. Throw it on. Right? Like, it doesn't matter what you're running early on. Because right, I, got, I, got, I got a counterpoint. I got a counterpoint. Mm -hmm. For advocating on behalf of using a loot filter while leveling, I think that you should be filtering for one by one idols that have resistance on them you should be filtering I mean, you should be filtering for idols that like like the one by twos and the two by ones that have like vitality res yeah. and health res and specifically the the one by two idol that has health yeah. and percent health on it yeah. is more common during the campaign than it is late game you should be filtering for those early games yeah, as soon as possible. I, I could see that. Yeah, I just look at everything and I just pick up everything that's useful. So it's just like it doesn't matter to me. You read? I'll imagine reading. <laughs> it on, takes man. like half a second to read an item. Okay. <laughs> do you like, wait on your uh, on your game? Do you have like full long names enabled? Or do you have like the short no. name of the item? No, I just no, I just have the short name and I just hover do you over. Short half names, a second. man. I do long names. I love okay, seeing like all, vigorous, okay. vigorous all idol of health. It's for me to look at an item, be like, I hover over like a two-handed spear and it says like melee damage leads itself. Nope. All right. Next, well, see, that's that's item. the trick. If it says two-handed spear, like, you just don't look at it. Well, I mean, yeah, but you get what I mean, though. <laughs> like you just you just look over the gear. And I, I suggest this for new players so you can understand what exists on items. Like this is what I this is what I've been doing for Grim Dawn is I just haven't been running that much of a loot filter other than specific things. And I've just been reading. Just read stuff so you understand what exists when what exists. Like, I I know what exists at low levels, what you can get at low levels, mainly just because of just reading items. Like, now I've done it for so long that I actually don't even need a loot filter because guess what? There was a time where we didn't have one. 
Remember those times? Literally, oh. no. Wasn't playing. Yeah, it, I don't it, know. It I was, like I like seeing the long names. I like seeing it was the dark that, like mercurial giant boots of the giant, like of the giant that hybrid health suffix. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so let's let's talk about this last one. If we go over an hour for the podcast, that's totally fine. But I have at least one more thing that I wanted to talk about. So we talked about where do you spend your time in the end game? How I'm just going to read the question as I wrote it. How is Arena different from the rest of Last Epoch? Is 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 doing Arena part of the endgame experience that a new player should prepare for? I mean, like, you're not going to get a good answer from me considering how much I detest Arena. <laughs> but okay, if you're I'll, racing, I'll, I'll, you should practice all right, it. Okay, all right. Let me... If you're a casual person and you just started, completely just ignore Arena. If just you, completely if you literally never do Arena, you're not missing out on anything. It's, that, it is it. literally, it's literally, all it is, is just a way to dick wave, apparently, because <laughs> we have no other ways of doing so. But when, when MG comes around, I will. <laughs> Look at how much gold I have. Harry. I mean, I'm going to uh-huh. do Arena when, when multiplayer comes out, and I'm going to do the weekend tournaments, and I'm going to try to push as high as possible in hardcore. Like, that's a lot of fun. But, like, yeah. should a new player expect no. to be doing Arena for any reason? Is there any reward? Is there any? No. No. There's totally no reason to do it. But Dread, the, the Arena of Champions exists. No. Don't subject cool. yourself to that torture. First of all, the Arena of Champions is not specifically what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Endless Arena. I know. However, I know. Just, if you want to I'm talk just about Endless Arena. The question. I'm preempting the question. Endless Arena <laughs> technically gives you access to like specific unique items that only drop there. But I don't know. The boots are cool. I guess. Yeah. The boots but are great. It's a real pain to farm great. them. It's I think I think with the boots, I'm just I'm just gonna laugh and MG and just buy them from someone who's poor enough to go through that. <laughs> you go do it a million times. It's like, it's such a pain yeah. in the butt to farm the like the boots have hey, your hey, like your hey. next movement skill every four people, seconds deals more damage, right? Well, it's three seconds, and three it's really strong with specific skills. Like I, it's a good research. pair of boots, but like if I never use yeah. them, I'm not feeling bad about it. I mean, the thing is, is like, thing is, what you do is like you just farm them because no one else is gonna farm them because it's terrible and then you'll make all your baby what you do is you just set up like you just you just like set up a build that like just automatically kills stuff like a minion build like a totem build and you just like put like netflix on the side and you just watch all day and you just Just load up twitch.tv slash pair the pig watch that for a bit unless he's playing marvel snap then you go for twitch.tv slash dreadful marvel snap come on man this game's fun it's a joke come on all right, we have another question yeah. pop up here in chat. We might as well talk about it. We said, can you explain legendary potential? Is it based on the amount of LP you can slam crafting mods onto them? I can I can explain that. All right, you, you go. I'm going to type a uh, so, chat command in the chat. Yeah. And you go ahead and explain. So the thing is, Korea, within us all, we all have legendary potential. We all oh have the God. potential to be amazing. No, I'm joking. You can continue. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> the real LP is on the inside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what is okay? So, well, legendary potential is a number from one to four. It might show up on any old unique item that you get. It is a number that dictates how many affixes at random you could move from a exalted item of the same base type onto the unique item. So, like sword to sword, helmet to helmet, it doesn't have to be exactly the same type of helmet or type of sword, but like two handed sword, two handed sword, chest piece to chest piece, things like that. 1 LP is relatively common, 4 LP is extraordinarily rare, and each individual unique item in the game, every single one, has a hidden LP level. I'm saying the word level because that's what they call it. It has no reflection to like level in the game or character level or anything like that. The LP level of an item, you can see it on lastepochduels.com. It is a function of how relatively common or uncommon is it to get this item with LP? It's something a slider. Like, something, so yeah, it's can, a slider. Something they like can Ravenous nerf Void. Items if they want to. Something like Ravenous Void is a super rare item and also has a super high LP level. Something like uh, Prism Wraps is a like level one unique chess piece. 
you can wear it at a very low level, but the LP level for that chess piece is relatively high. So it's hard to get an LP prism wraps. Yeah. What's another, like what's, what's a low level item? Oh, you know what? That new one, Firestarter's Torch. That mm-hmm. is a like, it's like a level one item. And I've got four of them and they all have one LP on them. So it I've seems like three. the LP level for that is I've seen Rain low. drop a four LP one. I've dropped a three LP one. They are very, yeah, very like common. Firestarter's Torch, it has a low like level requirement for wearing it. And it's also a very low LP level. So that's, that's, that's LP. I got the chat command there if you want to click on it more, but that's basically how it works. Cool. Uh, do I have anything yeah. else? My my bullet points here. No, I, I think that's. Oh, let me see here. Oh, I've got I've got one uh, more. Okay, go ahead. Let's see. We we made fun of shaman. We said build guides aren't necessary. We said click on more multipliers. Okay, so here's here's the last thing that I wanted to talk about today. I said defenses, and I think it's important, especially for anyone who's coming over from Path of Exile. You don't need to cap your resistance. In Path of Exile, you're out of your mind if you have less than 75 it's resistance. It's actually like that in Grim Dawn, too. If, if, you're, if you're less than 75 res, or like 75 fire res in Path of Exile, and you're like an endgame, you know, level 80 character, you're out of your mind. Like 74, 73, you're going to die. In Last Epoch, the cap is 75. If you only have like 68, 69 fire res but you sacrificed getting some extra fire res in order to get some more life on this other item. It's a trade-off, and it's totally fine. It is not a big deal. Actually, I have one last topic. We could talk about the new fancy chest that's coming in it. Talk oh, about the, the new gold fancy chest? Yeah, we can talk about that. I only didn't chat. I will happily talk about the new fancy chest piece. We were just looking at this thing today. Is it in the game yet? Uh, so if it's in the planner... For 0.9, it's probably going to be droppable in 0.9. It just wasn't there for like our beta testing and all that. Mm-hmm. Look at that thing; it's beautiful. Gold. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it off here in case somebody's listening on Spotify mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, so this golem fine. cage. This is the new unique item. It's a supporter unique coming in from Aaron Action RPG. If you follow him as well, so this is a unique immortal plate, which means it has some endurance. It's used for acolytes. It says plus one maximum bone golem per four maximum skeletons, and it rounds up. You cannot summon skeleton warriors or skeleton archers or skeleton rogues, but you can summon skeleton mages. Bone golems have a 6% chance on hit to grant you 2-4% to of their missing health as ward, and has a 1 second global cooldown. Bone shatter, which is the retaliation aspect, has a 3 second cooldown, so you cannot use this with a bunch of like retaliation stuff. It's got 18% health, it's got a bunch 180 percent increased minion health it's got flat minion health and plus one to level of minion skills it's great it's yep. like i don't know what exactly to do with it i guess you're i'm not very surprised but... from what i heard of it when it was being teased i thought it was going to be absolutely terrible but i have been proven wrong ehg stepped in and it is absolutely amazing i so the, I the, the new animations this... for bone golem look amazing so i've actually been playing bone golem like all day yesterday and today uh We've been talking about like melee bone golems and the fire aura bone golems and the mm-hmm. like the blood physical and the retaliation stuff. I think if you're going to use this chess piece, that you're going to lean toward um, like melee attacks on your bone mm-hmm. golems. That's, See, that's... I already know exactly what I'm going to play with oh, this, but I'm not going to this guy. It, Go ahead. So I'm not going to tease it. You'll you're not going to tell me. Video. Oh my I'll god! Wait for the video. I don't uh... want people to steal my idea stealing my idea all right so my idea listen listen, my idea is melee if he puts out a youtube video saying it's melee and is oh melee is the best remember i said it first no she's putting it out there Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) but it looks great it looks usable it's got health on it can't wait to get one with one lp yeah Mm -hmm. yeah looks very cool I can't believe they added the cooldown for Bone Shatter. I'm going to assume there was something very abusive happening behind the scenes that we didn't know about while they were maybe, testing Maybe it. you like have four of them, and then like they're all standing on top of each other, and like you can cast Rip Blood, and the splatter hits all of them, and mm-hmm. maybe they all retaliate, and it's busted. Yeah, I mean, I it does sound that. really good. Well, okay, so this plus one Bone Golems per maximum skeleton thing, it doesn't reduce the damage or the health of the actual Golems, which means specifically that... You're not getting punished. 
Because there's a node inside of it that like gives you twin golems or whatever. I wish I would give double the amount of golems you get instead of just giving you a plus one. Because then like you'd get like a bunch of go- little mini golems. But so like the thing is, it doesn't have like less damage multiplier or anything. So if you're playing a bone golem build, right? Like you're just running summon skeleton as well. Like you're getting like four golems that do okay. Like golems already do like okay damage by themselves, right? The only problem that this item has is the innate problem that every other necromancer has the existence of time uh, is because the, so the node that gives you crit on the auto crit has a 20 second cooldown. So you're not using that with these because you're going to hate yourself if you do. And that means specifically that you're going to have to get crit elsewhere if you're playing a crit build. And that doesn't exist yet. It's like you can get like logies, make them fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like that's it. That's all you can get for base crit. And you get a bunch of crit crit, but like all you're ever going to get up to is like 40%, which is like fine. It's like whatever. But like, but yeah. So that's why it leans towards other kinds of setups. I hear you. Listen, I'm excited to play around with it. I've been enjoying playing Bone Golem recently. I think cool it's item. a worthwhile item added to the game. It is like, I'll be honest, out of a lot of the supporter uniques uh, I've seen so far, this is definitely one of the more promising ones, especially after they went out and took uh, Jay's unique and shot it out back. So this will be uh, nice. Supporter unique items, chronostasis. No longer gives melee physical damage. It gives melee, it gives adaptive melee damage. adaptive. It's come on, man. Chronostasis. Can we I finally mean, make a chronostasis build? That would require ward to be good. Well, that oh, would require ward no, no, no. generation. I, I promise good. it's good. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got a YouTube video coming out. I don't want to spoil anything right now, but I think it's gonna be really strong. Go play Cone <laughs> Flame Breed with it. You'll have fun. <laughs> now totally. play Smelter's Wrath with it. I've already got someone working. I mean, on the that now. that that actually sounds like a good idea. It's just you're gonna have to run like a vessel of strife or something. I maybe chronostasis with melee detonating in your own raid. It's terrible. Like chat, master swords here in chat. Oh man, it's all coming together. All right, as we start to wrap it up here, we are just over an hour for the podcast. This is like new player stuff. We talked about our new player experiences, a couple pitfalls, how we spend our time in the end game. Is there anything else that we want to talk about before we wrap it up for the new player segment of the podcast here? Twitch if chat, you're a new you player, if you're a new player and you're going to be playing 0.9 or in the future for Ellie, I don't know, actually, I disregard what I just said there. I don't know, like, actually when this will go live, mm-hmm. but someone in chat, Mr. Tarek here, uh, he's going to be on the Max Roll version like the maxwell side of last epoch and he's going to be posting all of his leveling setups there if you don't know Tarek is a renowned last epoch speedrunner mainly because he's the only one but he's the he's been doing a lot of work in terms of making leveling guides so if you're a new player you need a leveling guide look out for that that's gonna be great. Shout out, shout out to Tarek for doing sweaty try hard speedrunning when there's it's, no competition. it's amazing it's literally it's just a, him yeah it's amazing because it means that, like, when I make a video, I don't have to make a leveling guide anymore. I can just give it to Tarek, and oh, I can just link Tarek's stuff, and that's all I got to do. Man, Tarek, if your build guides are bad, it's going to feel terrible. It's like... Yeah, it is. It is. No, I know Tarek. He, I, I, I've talked to him. They're fine. They're, they're exactly what I would play, so it's fine. Cool. Let's so, see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> question not related to the podcast, but can Primalist have more than one aspect? Yep. Yeah, Primalist. Yeah, you can have more than one aspect. Yes. They are super strong. It's kind of an interesting idea for I still wish it would visually change you when you got it. Oh, you want to be Udir from League of Legends? I mean, yeah. And it's like you get them all and you turn into like a like a rainbow unicorn. It's not quite the direction that I was gonna take it, but I can see I can see it. Okay, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. Whatever they want to do, they they could turn you into like Garfield. I don't know. That'd be fun. You know what? We we actually talked about inside jokes and uh and Kavara and Twitch chat just brought something up. This was an inside joke that happened like maybe a year and a half, maybe two years ago of me streaming last epoch. It's like if you're ever if you're ever wondering, does it stack? Like, does this defensive thing stack? Does this offense like can I debuff the enemy more than once? If you're ever wondering, does it stack? 
The answer is probably yes. It's like, it very likely does stack. There's a lot of things that stack in Last Epoch. Which is great. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about, uh, what is it? Oh, God, it, we're going to talk about Harvest and Life's Journey and Spirit what? Plague. Why? Because Why did you bring me on here? Because it's stacks. No, no, no. I we're going to talk about skipped, that after the podcast. I literally skipped like that section on my video today mm -hmm. when I was talking mm -hmm. about all the skills because mm -hmm. I hate Harvest. I, also, I, I, it just, I think it's good. Also, no. Okay. All right. Wait a second. No, no we're no, not no, talking no, about no. it now. This is, no, no, this is not a new no, player wait. thing. No, wait. No, wait. No. Like, I, it's, so it says Spirit Plague Spread Chance. Yeah. It spreads it. No, you no. But keep reading. You got to keep reading. You got to keep reading, dude. I know, like yeah. current expires yeah. replace the damage multiplication. Yeah. More, yeah, like, more. Each each. It's one. only third. No, it isn't. It's no. not each one. Each each. If you hit the oh, enemy for the remainder of its duration. Yeah. So I guess. And it stacks. I and guess? each one's multiplicative. Oh wait, this is such a bad thing to put on the end of the podcast. Twitch chat, thank you for being here. If you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, that's, that's there's no reason that stacks. It, there's it stacks. no reason that it's, stacks. Dude, it stacks. It's, it's, stacks. A, new, it's a new spirit plague. It's literally a new spirit plague. <laughs> if the new, if the current spirit plague on the target expires or is replaced, the damage amplification ends. Yeah, but it you, does no, not stack. No, hold on, no, no, it it. It stacks. Okay, so we're going to talk about that after the podcast. If you're listening on YouTube and Spotify, if you're a new player, let us know if we actually answered the questions that you have about Last Epoch, especially if you're just not playing for the uh, for the oh, weekend here. I mean, actually, wait a second. Can wait, I mute no, Dread? <laughs> what have we done? If Thank you for being here. The episode 22 of the podcast, my co-host, Dread from Epoch Builds. Thank you so much for being here. I guess you're not from Epoch. You're, you're Dread from Epic Epoch. You're not even Epop Builds anymore. He muted himself. God bless. Chat, thanks for being here. If you're watching on YouTube and Spotify, I appreciate it as well. We'll see you next time.